Welcome to the vault where you can find the code to unlock your success. In this space, I invite real, inspiring and successful experts. We have eye-opening conversations about the way to reach your highest potential in life and in business. We will cover the mastery of mindset, energy, emotions, transformation, sales, marketing, thriving in business without losing your authenticity and balance. Hi, I'm Sonia Martinovic and host of The Vault, an entrepreneur, mindset mastery and online business coach with an obsession on real transformation. I'm on a mission to help entrepreneurs and other influencers master the mindset and build a successful and impactful business. Do you want to break free from your limitations and express your truest self in business and in life? Is growth your game and success your aim? Then you are in the right place. Welcome to the vault. Let's start cracking your code. And welcome to another episode of The Vault. And this day, I'm so excited. I'm excited about all my guests, but this is something that really hits home. And with me, I have a shower free sky. He's going to bring something amazing to us entrepreneurs, business owners, and very busy business people who have kids, like little kids like us. And he's going to give us some amazing value. So it's a, a shower's uh, passionate belief that parents deserve more time to enjoy their family. He empowers parentpreneurs with his nine-step blueprint to systemize their business become more effective, and save 10 to 20 hours of their work week. Unlike others who focus only on increasing revenue, a shower helps parents create a lifestyle that reclaims precious moments with their family without sacrificing business growth. He's the founder of WTimeOff.com. Welcome, a shower. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Sonia. Yeah, and I'm so excited. As, as we just spoke, right? Um I had some podcast interviews. I also have a son of four and a half years old. So he jumps in on the podcast interview and we were speaking before and I was saying, this would be the first time that it would be very convenient for my son to step in (laughs) (laughs) in the podcast interview. But welcome. I would love for our listeners to hear about your story. What made you come up with this amazing framework? Yeah, so... My story really starts um, with my struggle that I had. I I really struggled with being distracted and I would procrastinate on things a lot. I was that guy who in, in college would like stay up all night and like at the very last minute, I would hand in an assignment uh, like for, right before the bell rang. Uh, and I just, I couldn't get myself to do what I what I wanted to do. And I thought maybe I was like a lazy person or that was like a character trait of, of who I was. Um, but, you know, now I realize that that was just a pattern that I had and I didn't realize I could change it. And then um, I had fast forward some time. My wife and I had our first child or daughter. And at the time I was working a nine to five and I really felt like I was just missing out on her childhood. I would wake up and leave the house before they woke up. And then I would come back home and have maybe a few hours with them before she had to go to bed. And it just felt sad. I felt like I was that absent father that I didn't want, that I didn't want to be. Uh, and then that, you know, so that's what sparked me wanting to, be, to go on the entrepreneurial journey and start my own business. And then also like tangentially to that, I also being a new parent had zero time to myself. 
all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that's like a hundred percent relatable. <laughs> yeah, and like I was taking care of my wife who was recovering from the birth and my daughter, and I just started to have this like resentment build up around my family, and I mm. and I, I was like, oh, like that's not right. Like something something has to change here. I I can't be feeling this like. So, um, you know, I, I don't know, I was walking down a, the alley of a bookstore and I just picked up a random book, opened it to a page and it said something, fathers need to create a morning routine to have time for themselves before the parents wake up or before the family wakes up. Exactly. And I was like, yes, yes. that's what I need to do. <laughs> that was good, right? I, I woke yeah. up at five o'clock for certainly the last two years, five o'clock in the morning to have that time. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just like my magic moments now. My like start twilight. No one's awake yet. It's a quiet time where I can just really nourish myself and then be show up for as the leader uh, that I that I want to be in my business and my family. So, but at the time, you know, I had already I had struggled with creating routine, trying to work out, and all these things. I, I just I couldn't. I thought I couldn't do it, but but I knew I had to. <laughs> so yeah. so I started studying neuroscience and behavior change. And started implementing that in my life. And, you know, I started small, just five minutes in, in the morning or 15 minutes in the morning. Uh, and progressively, I started to develop, uh, develop a solid morning ritual. And, and, and then I added more and more habits. And then over time, I started having people ask me, like, how are you so disciplined? And I was like, what? me yeah talking to me like disciplined (laughs) well that's not in my self-image yeah (laughs) (laughs) but then I you know I started to get known as the as the kind of go-to guy for habits and behavior change and I was like okay well I guess I'll start putting on workshops and sharing you know what I love so much just like how to really become the absolute best version of myself I can be yeah so I started putting on you know teaching goal setting and habit change But then in my business, you know, I was still working seven days a week and I was just like, had this like, want to work seven days a week, got to get more done faster. Uh, And I was stuck in what I call now the hamster wheel trap. I'm just spinning my wheels, going around. Um, And I was like, okay, like, this is not what I signed up for. And so I was like, okay, well, I know how to design systems and and behaviors and habits. Uh, Let's put, let's apply this to the business. So I I did that and I started leveraging what I call the laser beam effect. And I managed to shave 20 hours off my work week and actually accomplishing way more uh, now than I did when I was working seven days a week. Mm. And so now it's, it's, you know, it's my passionate belief that parents deserve more time with their families. They don't have to hustle and grind like society tells us that we have to, to be successful. Mm. And so it's my mission to help them design that life where they can spend less time working and more time living and bringing more fun into their lives. And that's really what brought uh, to life my W Time Off coaching program, where I help parents run their business like a CEO and become highly effective so that they can have more of those magic moments with their family and their kids. Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, last two years with the pandemic, people have been pushed and especially parentpreneurs have been pushed to really focus. At least I did. You know, there where there is the most discipline and the focus came from working from these unexpected situations that we weren't used to and all of that. So is that something you recognize that this pandemic has really shown people where they struggle when it comes to balancing the business and family life? 
Yeah, especially those who weren't already used to working from home. Like I, I was already working from home, so that didn't really change for exactly. me. Yeah. I, when I when I did that transition, that was a struggle for me on setting boundaries in terms of like my work hours and focus blocks, like times to focus and then times to be with family. Um, those are all things that I had already learned, and so you know, people now struggling with that, it's like, okay, you know, I've I've been there, and so I have some things that I can share with people that have worked for myself. So what would you say the number one problem is when it comes to balancing it out? Well, for one, it's like I said, it's it's boundaries. And that comes into play in different ways. Uh, one is having like an actual separate space to work. Mm -hmm. I used to just like work out of the kitchen, <laughs> which was a terrible <laughs> idea. We all start there, like the dining, <laughs> dining table or kitchen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And And, you know, some people might have limitations in terms of space in their house, but having a corner, at least ideally a separate room with a door. But if you can just have at least a corner that that's my focus zone and I go there to focus and and when I'm not there, I'm not working. So it's creating a boundary. And, and, and so, it's you know, our, our brain works through neural associations, which is yes. we associate, you know, ideas and and locations and people to different ideas, locations and people. And so when we're in a space, I know that when I get sit down at my desk, this is focus time. And my brain has been primed over and over again to focus when I'm in the space. Mm. And so this is my space for focusing and for working. When I leave that space, I don't think about work. And, I, you know, we all think about work here and there, but, uh, but I'm, I've gotten a lot better at distinguishing when is my When is my business time? When is my family time? Yeah, exactly. So one of the problems that I've experienced, I've, that there has been home education, right? And then this focus corner of mine, uh, I needed to share with my daughter because I needed to help her for hours a day while trying to focus and work. You know how that goes. So children are there, mm. they, they are going to ask you questions. So it's actually very hard to focus. How would you solve that problem of kids, for example, we have study days, we have holidays, and we have, for example, thank God, not, not right now, but we had these lock, lockdowns and we had this homeschooling stuff going on. How do you stay focused when your child is at home, you're still working, and if it doesn't even matter if you have your own space or not, because in, even if you have your own office, like I have right now, they still come and jump in. Mm -hmm. uh, to ask questions to <laughs> yeah yeah honestly it is it is challenging uh, i don't know if there's any perfect solution some of the things that that i've done for myself uh is like having expectations in terms of when when i have time with her and when we don't and like having that time set aside being like when i'm done we will do this and kids forget right so that doesn't always work having a lock on my door also <laughs> was something that I that I implemented you know my wife is is there with with the kids and so getting help also can can help to have them be have a have a guide with them so that's not all on on me yeah I'm not sure if I fully answered your question <laughs> yes yes but you know the only thing that you can answer is the woman perspective when it comes to being a business owner and being a parent because women have a special thing and that is just like this deep installed mom guilt feeling yeah so we can have boundaries we can have locks we can explain and logically we get away with it 
But always something is nagging and that's the mom guilt, like this responsibility, feeling like I should be here at mm-hmm. this moment. Well, and I can't. So <laughs> I don't expect you to have tips, but if you do from experience with working with female entrepreneurs, I would love to hear them. Mm, yeah, I think what you're kind of touching on is the emotional space that's like kind of beyond the practicalities mm-hmm. of like the guilt that comes up around not being with the kids as much as maybe we would like. And that can call for a different set of tools in terms of learning how to resolve those emotions within ourselves, processing the internal conflicts that that come up when we have competing desires. Mm. Um, that's, that's like a whole other tangent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the women listening to the podcast, having little children would be very curious about because that would be like the magic thing, you know, and of course you do the inner work, you do the mindset, you know that you change your perspective and associations and you get away with it. But if, if there is like clients that actually benefited, for, for example, by removing 10 or 20 hours from their week, that could resolve a lot of a lot of issues, right? So how do you do that? How do you remove 10 to 20 hours in a week of a parentpreneur? Mm-hmm. Great question. And so I, I have three phases that I bring clients through. And it's the first phase is maximizing energy. What I mean by that is having fundamental degree of personal health and engagement that allows you to really show up as the leader that your business and your family needs you to be. Love and that. this unfortunately is, is very overlooked in a lot of business advice and, and even productivity advice. It's like, like, how much are you sleeping? How much are you drinking water? How much are you moving your body? Do you have a compelling mission that is driving you? Do you have space for renewal and like things that bring you energy that are not related to business? Mm. So these different elements really come into play in terms of like how we can show up in our business to be the most effective leader and make effective decisions so that we can, you know, allocate our time and resources in a way that are going to be leveraged. Mm. So that's, that's the first pillar. The second pillar is to sharpen our focus. So we are bombarded with distractions and interruptions, texts, emails, social media, um, you know, that is specifically designed to capture and harness (laughs) our, our, our attention. That's what they are, you know, that's their whole monetization structure. And so having systems in place and guardrails that allow you to focus on what is my priority right now, like email, all this stuff can wait. I have a, I have a separate time for that. That's when I'm going to focus on that right now. This is what I'm focusing on. And so having certain systems in place in terms of there's different tools, you know, like optimizing your actual physical environment, you know, notif- turning off notifications, having a, a schedule where you know what you're focusing on, having task management, all these different things, they all really fall into having systems that allow you to focus. Yeah. So you have energy, you can harness that energy into, and you can focus it. Now, where do you focus it? And that's where the third pillar comes in, which is to perfect your priority. Mm. And this is about identifying what is the constraint or the bottleneck that's holding you back. And so this can be like, this applies to many areas of life. You can apply the same thing, but when you're thinking about business and leveraging the amount of time that you have so that you can accomplish more by doing less, you really need to identify like, what's the constraint that I'm 
that I need to focus on because like if you know the theory of constraints or you think of a production pipeline, it's kind of a simple analogy where let's say there's a machine number one generating widgets and moves to machine number two and then it moves to machine number three, moves to machine number four and so on. If machine number one is operating at like a 60% capacity, number two at a 20, number three at an 80. And you know, if you, if you go to optimize number three, which is you know trying to get number 80 up to 90%, but number two is at 20%, you're you're wasting your time. Like the bottleneck is at, is at number two. And so there's different areas of our business that we need to think about in terms of what's our constraint and then having a clear goal on how to eliminate that constraint and what are the actions that'll get us there. So that's kind of perfecting priority. There's other things in terms of like designing systems and getting help in your business. But those are really the three main pillars that when combined, allow you to get more done in less time and still have energy left over to be with your family and, and to be present and engaged. So what would your number one tip be from someone for someone to be overwhelmed uh, with uh, balancing everything out? What would, if you could only give one tip, what would it be? Mm. Yeah, that's a, it's a loaded question. Yes, um, I tend to ask <laughs> those, right? <laughs> Yeah, and and I wish I could just give one tip that kind of you know really the most important one. You but, just but, can't give yeah. one. So, so one of the first step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I understand. So one of the first things that pretty much all my clients I work with on as a as a priority is helping them perfect their priorities. Uh, you know, a lot of us haven't learned how to effectively prioritize. We mm. came, you know, from a lot of us who were in a schooling system that told us what to do. Uh, when to do it. Uh, and so we were always given an agenda. We went, you know, maybe we were in, in working for someone else and given an agenda, told what to do. And so we never learned how to like prioritize our on our own and what's effective. And so for that, I one of the most amazing processes that I've learned and teach with my clients is the 90-day plan. That's That's almost always at the top of the priority list when working with clients. That's um, tell, tell us a little bit about the 90 day plan. Yeah, sure. Um, and so that actually makes me think uh, for those who are interested in 90 day plan, you know, you don't don't feel like you have to take notes or anything because I actually do have a cheat sheet where I summarize what I'm going to talk about. So you can follow along if you want. That's at doubleyourtimeoff.com slash Sonia. And so really, I break it down into three main phases. And the first phase is the North Star vision. So we always want our goals to be aligned with where we're ultimately going because otherwise we end up setting goals that sidetrack us and we find ourselves several years down the road being like, this is not really where I meant to be going. Yeah. <laughs> First, we need to be clear, like what is it that we ultimately want to create in our lives and in our business? And so there's different questions you can ask yourself, like what change am I ultimately trying to create in the world with this business mm. or, or in my own life? Um, you know, if I were 80 years old, looking back at the end of my life, like what would I have liked to have seen happen? What kind of impact would I have liked to have seen in my life? Or you could say when I'm 100 or 120. And, you know, like just being clear on, you can look at it also from different categories of life, like your health, your intimate relationship, your parenting, your business, your finances. And, and, and that can help distinguish like this might be too big and fluffy if you look at it all at once. But if you look at different areas, it can help to look at 
where am I ultimately headed in these areas? And so that's, that's the whole process you can go through in diving. And, it, and it's a journey as well. Like you don't have to feel like you're going to get it right the first time. It's just a matter of getting started and beginning to identify like, what is it that I really want? Where am I headed? Mm. And then reviewing that. And it changes, you know, for me, it changes all the time. Uh, it's just a matter of being intentional. So that's really the, the first pillar. Uh, the first phase is to have a North Star vision. And then uh, from there, you can break it down into like five-year goals and one-year one goal and being like, okay, so what, what's the one thing that, that I could do in the next five years or the next one year that will have me on track to achieving this ultimate vision? And that's kind of like, you know, uh, like road, road maps, like a, what do you call that? I don't know, like stepping stones along the journey. Yes. So then second phase is to create an actual 90-day outcome. And that's kind of split up into two phases. First, you want to review the last 90 days and look at like, okay, well, what, what were the 20% of things that were giving me 80% of the results? We always want to be focusing on what are the, the vital few that matter more than everything else. So if you're looking back at the last 90 days, like what, what was most impactful, what uh, things can I learn from? What mistakes did I made? What were the lessons? Another great question is looking back over the last quarter or even six months, what are the least valuable three things that I'm doing? Mm, and yeah, very so, important. <laughs> so by asking that question, you're forcing yourself to identify things that maybe you shouldn't be doing and you should delegate to someone else. Absolutely. So that's the review phase. Now, you know, being informed from the past, you can move to the next 90 days and looking at, okay, what is the constraint or the bottleneck in my business that if I, if I just really unlock that, everything else would be easier. Mm. And so there's five areas that could be a constraint. The first is leads. Like, are you having people come in, you know, opportunities and like potential conversations. And that's the first thing to look at because they really go in order. That's the first place to look. And then the second is conversions. Like, do I have an, the amount of conversations or what, it, you know, de depends on what your sales process is, but um, how many people are converting on my VSL or how many people are booking a, a, a sales conversation with me? That's the second area. The third would be fulfillment. And so this is like, how do you actually fulfill your service and deliver what I call a wow experience, which mm. is like so just delighting them, you know, so that yeah. they, so that they, they, for one, you, you really help them, but also number two, that they, they want to refer friends. And ultimately you want to create a business that's so remarkable, remarkable being worthy of remarking about mm. that. You don't even have to market yourself because people are just talking about it. There's a buzz yeah. around how great your service is. So that's third. And then there's actually two more. <laughs> so the, the fourth would be retention. So like constantly delighting them over and over again so that they want to stay with you. And they're, you're creating raving fans, you know, that, that are just going to stick with you for the long term. And then the fourth uh, is increasing your profit margins. So this can be things like 
okay, how do you deliver even more value for your clients so that they, you know, are as they grow, then maybe they want even more access to you. What kind of other services that you can deliver that are also valuable to them or what are other tangential needs that are related to like, I don't know, let's say you're, you're a health coach, then maybe like, how can you help them with nutrition? Like if you're, let's say you're a strength training coach or something, then how can you help them with nutrition or maybe with supplements? Like what are these tangentially related things that are still helping them to the ultimate goal that they're going to that can, yeah, that can increase profit margins for your business and deliver more value for your clients. So that's really, you know, first you want to identify like what's the constraint. And once you have identified that, then you can turn that into uh, what I call uh, outcome statement. Mm -hmm. And so it's a way of phrasing your outcome or your goal. Uh, I like calling them outcomes because there's less uh, associations around failed past goals that people might have. So really an outcome needs to be either measurable or falsifiable. So measurable as in being you can you can measure the progress in like increments or falsifiable is either you did it or you didn't do it. Yeah. And so there's there's two formulas I use for measurable. It would be increase or decrease the measure. So this is whatever you're measuring, whether it's sales or conversion rates or leads from what the current is to desired by the date. So I'll give you a couple of examples. So if you were broad and you just had a sales goal, increase monthly sales from 5K per month to 7K per month by January 1st, whatever the year is. Now, I wouldn't actually recommend that because that's not identifying the constraint. So let's say you identified the constraint was, oh, okay, well, constraint, uh, I'm not getting as many conversions on these leads as I would like to, to like phone calls. So I need to increase my VSL booking rate. So then that's something you could focus on. So then increase VSL booking rate from, I don't know, whatever it is, 5% to 7% by January 1st. So now this is a lot more focused. This is yeah. going to harness your energy in a way. It's very that, specific. Yeah, it's specific. The first one was specific too, but the second one is specific on the thing you need the most, <laughs> which is, yeah. is the constraint. Your prayer, yeah, exactly. So that's, yeah, so that's super More valuable. The 90-day planner is going to be, be given away for free and you can catch it in the show notes and uh, Ashao already mentioned it. But tell us a, a short like transformational story from a parentpreneur that actually got to save some time in their week feeling great. And still mm. building their business. Yeah. Well, honestly, the, I, I love telling the story of my own journey. Um, it's so close to my heart that I, you know, I I remember my daughter coming up to me and she would be asking me like, hey, Papa, like we speak French. Um, <laughs> Papa, you want to come play with me? And I would just like always be saying, I'm busy. Like, I, I can't. I'm sorry. And it just, it just, my heart would sink. Mm. I would just feel so. I remember those times. <laughs> yeah. I, I felt like I was an absent parent and, and it was weird because I'm home, but not really there. And, and so now like having time with them in the mornings and having flexibility in the week and being with them in the evenings and being with them all day on the weekends, I'm not missing out on those magic moments with yeah. my daughter and now my two-year-old son who just turned two and yeah just watching them grow up is is something that I would I would not trade 
anything for in the world. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. So if they want to download this planner, where do they go, Ashawa? So you go to wtimeoff.com slash Sonia, and that's where you can download the planner. I didn't get to go through the whole thing yet. I kind of explain it, but the, but the planner <laughs> explains it. And there's a, there's a training video that goes along as well with that. I love that. I think a lot of people love it and they can benefit majorly of it. But the last question, Ashao. So if you were on this grand stage and you are the only person on this planet being able to speak about why to remove like hours of work from your system using this system, what would it be? What would you say if you are the only one that is able to help out business owners with kids? Ooh. <laughs> Another loaded that's, question. I'm sorry. That's a, that's a big one. <laughs> sorry. I'm not sorry. I love these questions. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I would just really want to paint a vision of like the reality that we could be creating if we were intentional with the way we leveraged our time and resources that, you know, I want to create a society where our kids grow up feeling secure because their parents were present in their lives and that they've developed a strong bond with their parents and therefore they feel confident and they feel like they can go out in the world and make it a better place. And also, you know, watching parents their parents creating their life instead of accepting what they believe needs to happen, the, the like path that I think I need to walk down. Now they, now our kids can grow up knowing that they can create a life any way they want it. And they can, they can do, they can create a life they adore and that they love. That's what I want for my kids. That really hit home. I hope you loved it guys. And I will see you next week where we will be leveling up again. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Vault. Respect for showing up and creating your next stage of life and business. If you like this episode, I invite you to dive deeper and stay. The S stands for subscribe and share. Make a screenshot right now and pay it forward and send this to five friends who can benefit from this value. The T stands for try and transform. Try the technique, at least until the next episode. The A stands for action action creates success. Don't stay a student when you have a code, you should try to open the vault. And finally, the Y stands for you. This is about the most valuable asset of the vault and life in general, the one and only authentic you. So if this was your code, please comment and help the vault grow. Hashtag unlocked, hashtag next level, hashtag dive deeper, and see you next week to level up again.